2: We don't need a name, we're a team. Your, your name is Team. You're on a tight leash too, bro. Wayne Haskins. Mr. Glass Carson Wentz and his offense. Prime time!
1: Damn! Yeah, I love your optimism. I had to get a tall boy for the event. The New York Football Giants. Deep, deep sleep. Eve, bro. Al Michaels is showing up to work. Nate Solder, get your ass in the building.
2: <laughs> Dude, you should see B-Wills' face right now. He's so giddy. Appreciate
1: being a part of this show, guys. Yes, sir. That was as great as I thought it could be. <laughs> Welcome back to the NFC East Feast. We are here with our final edition of the team previews, and we saved the best for last, the defending champions of the East, my Dallas Cowboys. I'm very happy to have George and John back on with me. What's up, fellas?
2: very good to see you man honestly i'm excited for the preview the cowboys have only gotten worse so love <laughs> to hear that um how do you feel about this john
0: uh i'm excited man b thanks for holding it down with the eagles bro that was a great podcast thank you um, absolutely great podcast and we all hate the eagles uh, yes. i believe um but two of us definitely hate the cowboys so i'm excited Let's to hear what it. Brian has to say because uh Oof. I know we've got some, some funny
1: points at least, George. Oh yeah. Oh no. Those. those it's the Cowboys, so there'll definitely be some comedy inserted into this. Um, I want to start though, just just hit it running with something I don't think is very funny, and that's our off season. Here are the players that we lost this off season. We lost Cedric Wilson and Connor Williams to the Dolphins. We lost Amari Cooper to the Browns. We lost Randy Gregory to the Broncos. That's a sore subject for me. We lost Lyle Collins to the Bengals. Um, We lost Greg Zerline to the Jets. That really doesn't matter. But that's, guys, that's a lot of losses. The only people we signed were James Washington and Dante Fowler. Um, we brought back Michael Gallup, Dalton Schultz, Leighton Vander Esch, J. Ron Kirst, average pieces. But all in all, I'm sure you guys would both agree that um, we took a step back in free agency.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I would agree, Brian. And I texted you about this yes. randomly throughout free agency because I've said the same thing about Washington, but even more so for you guys, I think you guys lost a lot of talent. And to your point, especially the sore spot with Randy Gregory mm. and that fiasco of just, Oh, just kidding at the last minute. That <laughs> yeah. definitely is a, it's a, it's a dagger to the heart uh, to kind of cap off the losses of your free agency. Um, I looked up something today that kind of surprised me. I guess I just don't really pay that much attention to overall record. Cowboys went twelve and five last year. You guys did lose some pieces, but that that number surprised me, and um, I think that it's it's all on the Cowboys to live up to what they did last year. Um, and I don't think you can let seven players walking be an excuse.
2: yeah no i i I agree with you john um on the bright side i'd like to think that some of those guys might have been maybe not the best locker room guys hopefully you know you know maybe maybe you didn't sign a couple back that maybe were affecting maybe the leadership of mike mccarthy because you know he was losing that locker room and and it could have been a couple of those guys that could have been causing issues um but i agree i mean those those guys have big names all of those guys we know who they are you know, uh, they they make the Cowboys uh, that twelve and five team we saw last year. And to be honest with you, I didn't realize they were twelve and five. Yeah, crazy, right? I didn't know that there was a twelve and five team in the <laughs> NSC East. I just want to give a, <laughs> yes, a, a, yes, a, yes. A, a round of applause to a twelve and five team in the East, baby.
1: <laughs> well, it's um, some somebody who we lose who I thought perhaps was a detriment to the locker room. To speak to your point, George was the person who called Dak Prescott the Black Kirk Cousins. And that was, although very
2: funny, <laughs> bro. Uh, maybe
1: accurate, but Amari Cooper, after you talk like that, I understand why they had to get him out of the building. I can't believe we only got like a fifth or a sixth round pick for him. <laughs> um, but Amari Black Kirk fine. Cousins is brutal. kudos.
0: Kudos to Amari Cooper, man.
1: That's great. So, obviously, we'll talk about um, who's still on the team later, but CeeDee Lamb's going to have to step up. Uh, but so another, a guy I wanted to highlight, though, is Cedric Wilson is going to be a big loss for us. I don't think people realize. As a number three receiver last year, he had like 60 catches and six touchdowns. Not to get too off topic, but if you look at what the Dolphins did by bringing over Tyreek Hill, they have Jalen Waddle who had 100 catches as a rookie last year, and now they have Cedric Wilson. Two has got some weapons, but that's uh yeah. you know that's the, the AFC East. <laughs> um Connor Williams followed him in Miami. Uh, Randy Gregory, John, you you brought it up. The fact that he spurned us at the altar, took the same contract to go to Denver, really uh, really grinds my gears. Um, and uh, we just we didn't add enough back. Dante Fowler is a defensive end that we signed from the Falcons. He once had like a 15-16 sack year, but that was playing for the Rams next to Aaron Donald, which tends to be a little easier to get to the quarterback. And uh, James Washington's a receiver who we signed. Guess what? Uh, has a Jones injury, broken foot. He's out for 10 weeks. So we pretty much got nothing back. Um, Now I want to dive into our draft and get your guys' opinions on that. Uh, In the first round, we took tackle Tyler Smith, um, he's actually going to be playing guard for us. I thought this was a bit of a reach to be honest with you guys. Uh, he's from Tulsa. He's a big boy, 6'6, 330. He's going to play next to Tyron Smith. So hopefully, um, he soaks up some of that knowledge, but, uh, Mel Kuyper's draft on, uh, excuse me, quote on draft night was jarring. He said he was a penalty waiting to happen. And we'll talk about how highly penalized the Cowboys are, but I don't know if that makes us a better team immediately. In the second round, I do like our pick. We took Sam Williams. He's a pass rusher from Ole Miss. He actually had better numbers last year, guys, than number one overall pick Trayvon Walker, who went to the Jags. So I think that's a steal. Jalen Tolbert is a wide receiver. We took from South Alabama, small school guy. He's going to make plays. For my fantasy guys out there, he's not a bad late-round sleeper because in this offense with Amari Cooper gone, somebody's and Michael Gallup is injured, somebody's going to have to catch passes. I think Jalen Tolbert might be your guy. Jake Ferguson is a tight end we took from Wisconsin. He's a big milk drinker. He's going to help, I think, um, blocking a lot and, as Dalton Schultz continues to emerge as a uh, premium t- tight end in this league. And the, the rest of the draft are um, just guys who eventually uh, fall into the rotation, uh, so a tackle, a linebacker. Are you saying that they're Darren
0: Bland? <laughs> yes. Or yes. Darren by big, very bland. <laughs>
1: Yes, Darren Bland, the perfect, perfect, perfect name for a bland draft pick. We got a kid named Damone Clark. Um, he should have got drafted higher, but he was injured. So you never know; he might make an impact. But all in all, what do you think of my Dallas Cowboys
2: draft classes? I mean, honestly, I' not a huge fan, man. I don't think you right. are. I, I. <laughs> <So>. I, I <laughs> I honestly thought you had to go receiver here early, okay. to be honest with you. After the pick from Tulsa, suspect, absolutely, big body guy. You need you need a line in it. You, the Cowboys have kind of, you know, they've been getting farm boys, you know, for 10 oh. years. I mean, we're talking about the line that you guys build off of with and then and making Zeke who he is today or lack of who he is <laughs> today. Um, but I will say this. I, I, I'm just – Questioning the receiving core, man. I, I understand. You guys don't. You guys have a lot of flash, bro. And I know that's kind of the, who the Cowboys are. But you have CD Lamb. Yeah, he's going to give you the deep threat. He's a crazy athlete. He drops. He dropped. He has. I don't know how many drops last year um so yeah Jalen tolbert speed guy like where is your possession guy where is wh- whose guys is getting a hundred receptions you can say Gallup Maybe. he's coming back from injury yeah. who knows what's gonna happen to him if you miss one if you lose one of those guys to injury imagine just losing one of those guys to injury mm-hmm. we're,
1: we're in big trouble man um and I and I think I think you, you have a, you had a great point um I was watching skip and Shannon undisputed today and skipped skip uh was asked by Shannon sharp hey skip What's CD Land's favorite uh, candy bar? You know, it's Butterfinger. Skip. So I was I was, I, was, I was, I was, laughing at that. Um, but you're, you're absolutely right, George. A guy who know who know who we could have drafted in the second round. I'm sure you all saw him this past weekend. George Pickens, yeah. the receiver for the Steelers, is going to absolutely be a steal of the draft. Can't believe we let that guy slip. He's a he's a dog. Um, but yeah, I, I'm with you, George. Um, John, what are your thoughts uh, on the draft class?
0: Yeah, actually, just to, back to George Pickens there. I, I saw something. Uh, I think it was Good Morning Football talking about how many people passed on him and just seeing that dog in him yes. on, in preseason. Man, I think there's going a lot of people that are that are regretting that. So it won't just be mm-hmm. your Cowboys, but oh right. no, yeah, it, it, George talked about you guys definitely. It's it, you needed a wide receiver. You don't go out and get one, but then what was it two years ago when you drafted C.D. Lamb? You didn't need a wide receiver, right? But but Jerry says. <laughs> so f that i'm going i'm going big time and and goes for cd lamb and everybody at the time thought it was a luxury pick it turned out great when he was your second or your third option but yes um yeah i remember draft night you messaging us about uh the penalty issues and it's already kind of come to fruition right you're talking about the team being uh most penalized so far in the first preseason game you guys had difficulties last year uh with with penalties and to add um Add another one on the offensive line that that can't be totally reliable. Yeah, I think uh, I think mostly you alls draft uh, left y'all lacking, left y'all wanting.
1: I, I believe you, you guys are both correct with your with your critiques. Um, before we get into, I want to talk. J- jump on that penalties topic you just brought up, John. Uh, there's some, there's wide receiver talent out there, guys. I don't know if it's the talent that that's going to put us, you know, into an NFC Championship, but a guy who out there who I think had a thousand yards last year. Cole Beasley, who is who came from Dallas. I cannot believe that he's
2: sitting out there. I think the Cowboys need to grab him. We were talking about that I year. I remember yeah. that yeah. I, I was I was so yeah. That was that was very odd that they didn't re sign him. I mean, you just need a possession guy. Yeah.
0: When you mentioned um, that, George, that that's the first person that came to mind was Cole Beasley for for them what three
2: years ago, two years ago. Yeah. So I so uh, I hope it's they the, it's got to be the COVID thing or whatever. What he had that stance, yeah. it had to be that. Maybe uh, they don't want the publicity like that. Yeah, right no, now. no. He
1: I'm he just, was yeah. very vocal against against uh, against the vaccine. Maybe a little too much too. Uh, worse' or it's hurting him now. I don't at know.
2: Point, he just wasn't good enough to not be blacklisted. I don't know. <laughs> you know I, I, I you know you just, Jerry's
0: wild though, man. Jerry's the wild. Part yeah. Thing. At this point, sure. doesn't matter
2: anymore. I mean, no. Yeah, exactly. People forgot about it. Let's just, yeah. Oh, dude. Pick up Cole, dude. We, we just had. Uh, Brandon Collins is still out there, too. Not to bring up the skin. <laughs> I'm just saying. The humble one. Well, yeah. Once we get to the defensive
0: side of the ball with the Cowboys, <laughs> there's a. Yeah, there's, that's there's, true. There's
2: a. Uh, Cowboys might be out, too. We'll see.
1: I wouldn't even mind swinging for the fences and going after Odell Beckham or bringing Antonio Brown's crazy ass. I don't think that's going to happen, but you never know. It is It is the circus that is the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I don't think Mike would do that. I don't though. think either. Mike doesn't want those kind of guys in the locker room. Right? And I, to, I want to. Talk, uh, I want to
1: talk. I want to talk about Mike and the undisciplined team that he puts on the field. It killed us last year in the regular season. It killed us in our playoff loss to the Niners. And as John alluded to, we start off the preseason leading the NFL in penalties again. I, I'm very worried. I think this team is still still talented enough, absolutely, to to repeat as division champ. But I think our discipline is going to be a problem throughout the year. And I think eventually, if we don't win multiple playoff games, which I don't know if I, if that's going to happen, it's going to cost Mike McCarthy his job. I'm not sure if the replacement is going to be in-house already because Dan Quinn was one of the hottest coaching prospects out there this offseason. I'm happy we got him back, but if we don't promote Dan Quinn, um, I think the move is uh, to go out and get Sean Payton, who started his coaching career as the Cowboys. He, he left the Saints. Um, I know originally he signed his, uh, on his NBC to do a studio work. I'm not sure if he still plans on doing that or not, or just take the year off, but we'll talk about that as the season goes on. Uh, but I want to talk about, the roster we have um, in total. Uh, we'll start with with the defense. John, you, t- you talked about the defense, which is last year we lived and died by the turnover. Here's who we're going to roll out there. Uh, defensive end, Demarcus Lawrence, absolute stud. Defensive tackles leave a little bit to be desired. Neville Gallimore, O.C. Odigazue will be the starters. We'll rotate guys in um, like Tristan Hill and Chauncey Goldston. Uh, other defensive end, we have Doran's arms Strong starting, but I do believe, as I mentioned before, Dante Fowler, the free agent pickup, will probably take that starting spot eventually. Linebackers, we got Micah Parsons, one of the best young players in the football, uh, in the entire NFL, probably our best player overall. We've got Jabril Cox, Leighton Van Der Esch, and another name who we actually just recently brought in, Anthony Barr. <coughs> free agent we got for Minnesota. Guys went to four Pro Bowlers. He's been injured the past couple years on and off, but I really like that pickup. Let's go to our secondary. I can't wait to hear your guys' opinion on how overrated Trayvon Diggs is. Uh, uh, We've got Anthony Brown, uh, who much maligned Anthony Brown, who I've had words with several times in this podcast, Jordan Lewis, and our safeties are Malik Hooker and J. Ron Kurse. George, I want to start with you. What do you think of that defense? Are we going to be able to repeat the success we had last year with Micah's pass rush and Trayvon's turnovers, or are we going to take a step back into mediocrity?
2: No, I, I I think your your defense is still solid. Now, are the intangibles from that seven gonna have to create havoc in the backfield for you guys to create turnovers? Absolutely. If you're if you know if your front seven gets beat up, and even if your starters are still there in the back end, they can't hold someone down for four four and a half seconds. It's just they're not made like that. Micah's back there in three seconds or less. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I I think Micah might be possibly defensive player of the year this year uh, if if I, I'm not going to say you, I would never bet against yeah you. um so I, I think you guys are definitely stout at the front seven Um. Uh, do I think you're better than the 49ers or the Rams maybe not um but I might even put I would definitely put you guys in the top 10 just based off Micah okay uh so the back end's definitely gonna have to step up I don't see I don't see jailing having another I don't know how many how many picks be I'm sure 11 you know interceptions top your head. 11 yeah, 11 interceptions don't see that happening maybe five six picks but I'm worried from what I've seen in the preseason apparently they had a joint practice with the Broncos and they just got beat up yeah uh, it was it was stated across not just local news but national news um, so it's something to, I guess preseason I get it but Definitely be weary of it. Is the toughness not there? Uh, what's going on with the boys? That's all I'm saying. Okay.
0: John, how about you? Yeah, I think, and I alluded to it, the same same situation with Washington with the commander's defense. I think that you guys have people in positions now that need to, that need to take a step up to mm-hmm. keep the defense at a decent pace, to keep you all relevant on the defensive side of the ball. You, I know you love Trayvon Diggs, B, but I've just seen (laughs) so much about Trayvon Diggs that says the reason for his 11 interceptions last year is because quarterbacks love to expose him, right? And they're willing to risk the interception because – how often does he get beat? He got roasted by CD Lamb in practice. Uh, yep. And they just embarrassed him. I saw videos all training camp, dude. That's nuts. Yeah. It's wild. D- shout out to Dallas' social media team. Maybe that's not, <laughs> that's <laughs> maybe one you just don't post. Like, yeah, celebrating one guy, but you're destroying, you know, one of your defensive players. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I, Vander Vanderash, I think he's had some up and down seasons. The, yeah. the comment I made about Landon Collins. Was alluding to the fact that you guys brought Anthony Barr in, and B, when that happened, I texted you because I really wished that Washington would have brought him. That in. we would have got because he's a quality player. He he may have seen better days, but right. when you've got young guys on your team like uh, like Micah Parsons, like um, it's your bookend DNs, um, I think that he's really going to make a difference. Uh, from a veteran standpoint, even if he doesn't make a on the field impact, he's a guy who's been successful in the league for, for quite some time. Um, and you mentioned that Dante Fowler, um, signing. Hey, same thing. Even if he doesn't take over the first, uh, first team reps, that's just a great, um, kind of, uh, sub package or, or or sub player, uh, that you guys need after, after the losses of some of your, some of your guys, uh, in free agency. I think the Dallas defense is probably going to be fine. Um, Yeah. Are are they going to be phenomenal? I don't know. Yeah. Like George said, Micah Parsons is probably going to play like a stud. um, And and that's kind of that wild card. So I could absolutely see you guys being anywhere between top five to top 15 defense. And again, that's perfectly fine.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. agree. And, And I think that defense is going to have to really, hold on to the fact of the offense holding on to the ball a little bit more longer. Um, I think that's going to help them out a lot. I don't think the Cowboys – defense is is made to really be on the field for a yeah. long period of time. I, um, I think those guys are all going 100% nonstop. And, and, you know, by that 12th, 13th play, they're getting beat up a little bit. Uh, w- wouldn't you say so, B? I think to speak to your point, George, that's why the San Francisco 49ers dominated us
1: in the playoffs because they can run the football. They can extend drives. They were picking up third and longs consistently. This is a defense that's fast and furious. We want to come at you with our elite pass rushers and we want to turn the ball over when Trayvon Diggs decides to gamble um you know he, he'll, he'll make you pay every once in a while or you're gonna go deep for a touchdown so yeah we are an opportunistic defense but yeah i don't think that we're a tough defense i think that we just just make plays with with the athletes that we have so it'll be interesting <clears throat> to segue to the offensive side of the ball i wanted <clears throat> to talk about how you brought up george The defense staying off the field would be predicated on us being able to run the football. So before we go through the entire offense, I want to just start with the running backs, specifically Ezekiel Elliott as always as this time of year I've heard, Oh, Zeke is averaging 20 miles per hour. Like, you know, in his sprints, he's in the best shape of his life. I've heard that song and dance before. <laughs> I have heard good things that Tony Pollard, uh, is lining up in the slot a lot. And I hope we get the ball into Tony Pollard's hands enough to where he's almost getting starters, um, carries and catches 15 to 20 touches a game. I hope for Tony Pollard, the offensive line that will be blocking for those two running backs will be, Left tackle, Tyron Smith, injury-prone but still elite. Made the NFL top 100 just yesterday. Left guard, the rookie, the human penalty, Tyler Smith. Center, Tyler Biotish. Right guard, Zach Martin, still one of the best guards, if not the best guard in all football. Right tackle, Terrence Steele. That could be an issue with Lyle Collins gone. Our wide receivers will be number one, um, CeeDee Lamb. Number two, Michael Gallup. When he comes back from injury, Gallup will definitely miss week one versus the Bucs. We don't know after that. And Jalen Tolbert, I told you the rookie from South Alabama. Hopefully we bring in a veteran. Other than that, there's going to be guys that are getting that's getting playing time that I don't want to. Guys like Noah Brown and, and TJ Vasher. And I don't want those guys catching passes. I don't think that's good. And of course, quarterback one will be Dak Prescott, coming off of his best season numbers-wise, but still showed a chink in the armor when it comes to the big moments as he did in the infamous slide to end the playoff game against the 49ers. I still think this offense could be top 10 in the league as far as putting up points and yards per game, but hopefully we're not prone to the turnover. Uh, John, what, what do you think about the Cowboys offense? Man, uh, I, I was
0: kind of just nodding my head along with everything that you said there be until you said that you believe that they can still be top 10 in offense. Yeah. Uh, c- Cause I don't, I don't see that. I don't see Uh-oh. the pl- I don't see the players that can make um, make those plays outside of maybe a Tony Pollard or a CD yep. lamb. You just mentioned a lot of guys that I've never heard of before. Um, so Dak Prescott, I think <laughs> going back to, uh, to uh, Amari Cooper's comment about him being the Black <laughs> Kirk Cousins, that's that uh, terrible mishap at the end of the playoff game. Uh, you've got 14 seconds. That's. Uh, that harkens back to George, you remember Kirk Cousins kneeling the ball instead of spiking yeah. the
2: ball. That was so bad. Like so what bad. are we
0: doing here, guys? So Dak needs a lot of support. Um he you mentioned he loses his right tackle. Um, so how does that change the offensive line? Layle Collins was a was a bookend for you guys for years. Um, and I know Joey B is gonna be happy to have him. Yeah. Um. But outside of C.D. Lamb and Tony Pollard making plays, I don't see a lot of uh, a lot of playmakers on this offense. I think Zeke's seen his better days, and Zeke, I think, always I've always said historically benefited from having top tier uh, offensive lines. And yes. I think when that stuff breaks down, I think he becomes a average at best running back. So I'm just interested to see if anyone on the offense can step up and make plays enough to, to keep you guys, you know, competitive, honestly. Mm -hmm.
1: Fair enough. George.
2: Yeah. I I honestly have, I have mixed feelings here. Um, I honestly think that the offensive line is still a big strength in Dallas. I think Terrence Steele will be able to replace Lyle Collins. Um, I, and I think others in training camp have said similar things about Terrence Steele that he's he's doing well and in the offensive line just looks like they've happened these last couple of years and, and and if that's the case and if Dak has time to to throw to these um, replacements I'll say that uh, then he I think they they'll be able to manage that now Zeke will have to have a Pro Bowl year for Dallas to win the division. Okay. The 100 percent, at least. I mean, either Zeke or Tony. It's it can't go back and forth. You get 12 carries, you get 10 carries, you wrench for a total of 120 yards. No, somebody has to blow up, and I think that's the only way to the East for the boys. I think there's too many weapons on with Philly, uh, and even you know the commanders coming. I I just don't see them without having a stud in that backfield winning this division. What do you think about that, B?
1: That's an interesting take. I was thinking that this is more of going to be totally on Dak. Like Dak's going to have to be the one that's putting up Pro Bowl numbers for us to have a chance. But I think if what you're saying could come to fruition, I would certainly be happy. I don't know if that's the way it's going to play out. And it might be unfortunate for the ultimate demise of the Cowboys. Uh, But if we can have Ezekiel Elliott rush for I mean, would it say if, if he could get 1,200 yards and double-digit touchdowns, I think that'd probably put him in the Pro, That's a pro Bowl. Yeah, year. that'd Absolutely. be a Pro Bowl year. Absolutely. That's a- and and we would probably, again, win double-digit games. Um, I don't know. Is it time for us to look at Tony Pollard as a true number one back and Zeke as a change of pace? I would like that, but I think because of Zeke's contract, he's
2: still going to get
1: the lion's uh, share of these carries. I don't know, man.
2: Oh, well, after week five, I mean, yes or no. After week five, if Tony Pollard is tearing it up and it's obvious that he should be the starter will that move be made do you think i think mike mccarthy would make that move i hope so now would jerry let him i would hope jerry after so many years of just basically unproductive rushing attacks from zeke i mean eventually you just gotta have to toss the money at him and get him get get him out of there where does the blame lie there though that's what makes me i think so you're talking about
0: dak right brian from a dallas cowboys perspective saying, I need to see more from Dak. I need to see Dak have the year to make a yep. successful team. So it, does that mean that, you know, defenses are stacking the box against Zeke? They know that you guys are using Tony Pollard yeah. in that kind of scat back role um, where he's he's the second or third down back and they're just stuffing the box on first downs and that's what's shutting Zeke down? Or I think so. The NFL is changing. I think, and guys like Tony Pollard, I think, are more valuable in a lot of scenarios yeah. than, than Zeke. Um, so I agree with you, George. I think that one of the two of them has got to step up, and I think I'd be w- more willing to lean toward Pollard.
2: Yeah, maybe. Pollard, top five round fantasy pick?
1: <sighs> I don't think
2: top five, but I would think yeah, seven or eight. Round, saying top five or round. Round. No,
1: I know, I know, I know. Yeah, not top five round. Okay. But I would yeah. say seventh or eighth round, though. Maybe he could be a good flex. Yeah.
0: Especially if you're doing a PPW league,
2: that's a big boomer boomer bust. That's like you could easily have he's like, ten to twelve touchdowns in a, hundred, a thousand yards. He so could like yeah, He's he a could. JD McKissick yeah. type that gets way
0: more share. I think he's what I think he's what Washington wants Antonio Gibson
1: to be. Yeah, yeah. He just I think that's who Nate Robinson. He just doesn't that, get so. as many touches. Br- Brian Robinson. That's oh, your my bad. That's your boy, Nate. It's Ro- only my player. No, uh, got it, Nate, got it.
2: <laughs> Nate Robinson's five three. Nate Robinson so. got.
1: <laughs> Nate Robinson got starched by Jake Paul. <laughs> 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 <So>. <laughs> But, no, but I, I do uh, like uh, your boy, Brian Robinson, man. You guys, we can talk about the Washington for, for a minute. Just no, no. I, we don't I, I like it. this. is the boys' <laughs> podcast. <Let's>, uh, <laughs> all us right, we'll keep rolling talk with wa- your trash cowboy, <laughs> we'll, Frank. Sometime
2: we'll, we, sometimes we team up on B a little <laughs> we'll, bit too talk. We'll talk, like. we'll <laughs> talk <laughs>
1: Washington um, in our week one show, which will be in just a couple weeks. Um, before I go through our schedule, there's one guy on the defensive side of the ball I want to hop back to and talk about. I forgot about Kelvin Joseph, who, who I love. His You guys know I love his nickname of Boss Man Fat. This guy's really, in, uh, real interesting to me <laughs> because he was involved in a shooting this offseason where he was in a vehicle where he was a, definitely uh, a Cowboys <laughs> player. I'm definitely a Cowboys That's like a player. A where there <laughs> there was uh, a, sh- a he, the shooter was in the vehicle with him. He was not the shooter, but it led to a boss man. Fat was not the shooter, no, but it led to yeah, it, okay. It was a murder. Oh, it was wow. a it, it was it was actually a murder, and I thought from my experience of watching the first 48 that even if you're in the vehicle and shots are fired from the vehicle you're in and it leads to a homicide i thought that you automatically were gonna get at least a year or two in prison he's yeah for sure he was he was got off i don't know if this is because he's an athlete and of course jerry jones isn't going to discipline him but whether or not he's a felon he is going to be someone who's valuable he came on pretty good at the end of last year he was a second round pick uh last year a rookie out of kentucky I think he might help us out in the secondary as well, um, and help out Trayvon Diggs from giving up God knows how many yards he gave up last year. I know he he gave up the most in the league. He uh, yeah, you got your picks, man. He got my picks. Yeah, I, I love an I love an interception. I love a flashy p- play as most Dallas Cowboys fans. But I think that's um, pretty much a, a good bow that we tied um, on the Dallas roster. So now I want to oh I want to talk about the kicker real quick. We let Greg Zerline go. And who do we bring back? Maher Chevrolet. Brett Maher is back in the building. And I'm worried. The kicking game has been just like much for, for the commanders. It, it has been yeah, dude, our, our Achilles heel in yeah. Dallas for years. And I'm worried that when it comes when the game, most of the Cowboys' games are within three points in the fourth quarter. I'm worried that could be a problem again. I'm even worried about extra
0: points over there. Yeah, you're right with Washington. Right yeah, now. Joey Sly yeah. just shanking an extra. It's <laughs> it's like such a it's such a strange you know. So one of my fantasy football leagues is a uh, a keeper league for going on eleven yes. years now, and we're dropping kickers this year. Because nice. I like that. It's just really? yeah, it's, interesting. It's just a yeah. wild position. You know? It's a
2: coin flip kind it of it feels thing. like it. Yeah. You've got yeah.
0: guys that are that are punting the ball in Buffalo 82 yards. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Punt God. And then you've got the Dallas Cowboys, Washington that can't seem to find a steady field goal kicker. And it's just uh man, that minute change of going from what 15 yards to yeah. 30, yep. 30 yard, 32 yard. Yeah, extra uh, point. Yeah, that's crazy.
1: That's crazy. It is. It is. No, it's 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 wild. And uh, unless you have Justin Kicker over there, uh, Justin Kicker, excuse me, J- Justin Tucker, the kicker for Baltimore, you're yeah. pretty much you know you're holding your breath when you oh. see the and and the kid for the Bengals, McPherson. Yeah. he seems to have ice that's in Russia. his veins too. Yeah. So other than those two, good luck with your fantasy kickers this year. And I want to um, finish up, guys. I want to run through our seventeen week uh, schedule, seventeen game schedule, eighteen weeks, and um, we'll all give a win loss record and see how we think the Cowboys are going to finish up this year. Opening night, Sunday night football. We're hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is a tough way to start the season. Uh, we we faced them on the opening week last year here um, at Raymond Two James in Tampa, in and it was an Three epic years. game. I I really hope that the Cowboys can be as competitive with the Bucks as they were last year. I don't know. I don't know. We're going to, We. I think we generated four turnovers in that game. Um, so we're going to have to do the same us, but rough opening week um, there to, for the Cowboys to face the Bucks Doesn't get any easier in week two. We, <clears throat> excuse me, are hosting the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, the defending AFC champs are coming and that they, they are loaded, man. They have a three headed monster, a wide receiver. Joe Burrow is as cool as the other side of the pillow. That's not going to be an easy one. Then we travel to the Meadowlands to play the Giants on Monday Night Football. That'll be week three, September 26th. October opens up as we're hosting the Washington Commanders. Of course, the first of two games. That's a one o'clock kickoff in Dallas. The next week, we're traveling to Los Angeles to play the Rams, the (laughs) Super Bowl champions. That's going to be a tough one, man. The Rams are loaded. They brought back most of the talent from that Super Bowl team. So I expect... uh, Hard game. That's Sunday afternoon in Los Angeles. Then we have our first of two huge games against the Philadelphia Eagles. This will be Sunday night football, October 16th. We are traveling to Philadelphia for this one. So, I mean, all of the talk I talked about in the Eagles team preview, guys, all the hype that's being thrown on the Eagles this offseason, we still dominated them twice last year. I like Dak Prescott over Jalen Hurts. I still feel confident that we can at least split with them, even though they could win the division. I'll talk about that here in a minute. Sunday, October 23rd, a game. that's very near and dear to my heart. We host the Detroit lions that game. Is very close to me, guys, because I will be going to that game. I'm flying out to Dallas to watch them play the Lions. Wow, I, nice man! Thank you, thank you. Me and Donnie are headed out there. Um, and dude, honestly, I'm kind of excited about the Lions. I love Hard Knocks. I love Dan Campbell. I love the. Everyone saw the Jamal Williams uh, speech where he talks about that fucking record, and and he uh, he fired everybody <laughs> up. And I think Detroit's going to be a competitive team this year. I expect Detroit to win eight nine games. So I'm looking forward Says to that.
2: Every turn after the Hard Knocks, yeah,
1: you're right. You right.
0: I, I felt the exact same way, but...
1: (laughs) Uh, The following week, we travel to Chi-Town to face Dub Bears, Monsters of the Midway. Then Sunday, November 13th, we travel to the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. My uncle is going to this game... And I don't oh, know. Wow. I don't know if I'm going yet, but he's gonna try to get Damn. me and my girlfriend tickets. So I don't know. That'd I don't want to. I, I want to put that out into the universe I'm trying to go to that game. So that would be such a bucket list to watch um, a game at Lambeau Field. Absolutely on my bucket list, be yeah. Yeah. So that's November thirteenth. Um, then we travel to Minnesota. Um, another tough NFC North opponent. Um, dude, John, John, George. We have our fantasy draft here in a couple weeks. I can't wait to see you guys. I. I'm so high on Justin Jefferson. I might take that kid number one overall, man. I think he's going to have they have the they wow. have the Rams' offensive coordinator as their head coach. So they he have the white Kirk Cousins too. And they do, but dude, he Justin <laughs> Jefferson. <laughs> <laughs> Justin Jefferson is, is going to be playing the Cooper Cup role in that offense. I think he absolutely takes over the league this year. Um, then on Thanksgiving, we host the New York Giants. So I th- I like that. A lot of times on Thanksgiving, the Cowboys make me throw up my food. I like our chances against the G-Men. That's November 24th. Then comes December 4th. We are hosting the Indianapolis Colts. That's going to be on Monday Night Football. It'll be a good game. Excuse me, Sunday Night Football. Then we have an in-state rivalry with the Houston Texans. That will be December eleventh, December eighteenth. The Cowboys will be here in Florida. They're playing the Jags. So if I if I if I don't get out to Lambeau Field, I might just make the trip over to Jacksonville and watch the watch the boys go up against uh, former Eagles coach Doug Peterson. I expect Jacksonville to be much improved this year as well. Uh, then December 24th, ho, 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 what a Christmas Eve present it will be to host the Philadelphia Eagles. I think this game could decide the division. I think it's going to be razor sharp. Thursday night, we have a, our only Thursday night game. We will travel to Nashville to play the Titans, so that will be a tough one against King Henry in Week 17. In Week 18, this will be 2023, January 7th, we play the Washington Commanders to end the year. So I really hope and I really do think that both teams will be in the playoff hunt.
2: Where's that game played at? That game at will
1: be in Washington. In Washington. Washington. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. so George, that might need, need to be your New Year's resolution to get your ass to D.C. to watch that game. That'd be fun. Yeah, that that might be serious. Uh, guys, I'll let you go give your predictions in a second. For me, this schedule screams 10-7 and 7 to me. Last year, as you guys said, we won 12 games. I think we take a step back, not a huge step back, you guys heard the Eagles preview. I think I gave the Eagles 11 and six. So I think what I'm saying is the Eagles are going to win this division. I think the Cowboys get a wild card. And I think Washington is right in there at the end eight or nine wins, also fighting for an NFC wild card. But that's, that's my, that's my opinion. Um, John, let's start, start with you. What do you think of that schedule? What do you think of a season outlook for the Cowboys?
0: Yeah. I mean, I, uh, before we jumped on, I sat here and I broke down this roster a bunch, you know, just because you guys won the division last year, right? So, you guys are mm-hmm. the toughest competitor that we've got to worry about, in my eyes, when it comes to y'all's record and us, you know, competing for the division title or at least a playoff spot. And, yeah, um, yeah I mean, you guys, while our schedules, I think, were comparably easy, I think we had the 31st and 32nd ranked schedules. Mm-hmm. You guys, this doesn't necessarily lay out um, too badly, but, you mentioned you play Tampa early. Then you've got the Bengals early. Yeah. Those are two tough games to start. I, I've got you guys beating the Giants twice, I think, but splitting yep. the rest of the division. Um, Washington and the Eagles should give you guys both a tough time when you're playing them You know, in, in their respective houses. Um, I want to give you guys a win over Green Bay or Minnesota coming off a bye, but I yep. just think they're better teams. So really, I think I think the Vikings are really good. I think the Vikings and Green Bay are both going to be really good this year. And then same thing with Indianapolis. I think that you guys and us, uh, uh, Washington, are are on par with Indy. So that's a tough game. All in all, when I when I look at all of it, you said you think Philly and Dallas might decide the division. If Dallas loses to Philly, I think uh, week eighteen, Dallas at Washington might decide the wild card, wild card. wild card yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. i think both of those games could be could be very very interesting um i'm gonna say commanders fan here i'm saying dallas is going uh nine and eight and okay. i think and i think the commanders slip in uh the wild card spot
2: i love it yeah i'd like that take and i i'd hate to just Absolutely replicate that take being as a fellow. <laughs> it's, so, a it's a soft uh, take. It's hopeful. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think the advantage of having both the Buccaneers and the Rams early in the schedule is that they do have a easier second half yeah. of the year. And with injuries and who knows with COVID and all these things, we saw what happened last year. I think it's a big advantage. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how beat up Washington will be by Week 18, right. and, and I hope that's there's no issues there. Um, I do think the boys, again, if they have a if their offensive line stays healthy, um, I think they they might even have the best offensive line in the East, um, and if their running game is there, and if Dak doesn't have to do too much, I think they're definitely they're gonna win. Nine games. I think they could possibly be a a ten and seven team, but I'm 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 gonna agree with both you guys. Okay, Uh, I could see it going both ways. You know, I I I don't want to have. I mean, there's always that slight bias for me in Dallas, so I'm I'm trying to think rationally here. I I do think Dallas is a great team, but I do think they take a step back.
1: I agree. I I think we're all in agreement that um, no matter you can't no matter how you slice it, the Cowboys. Are not as talented on paper as they were last year. So somebody's gonna have to step up, whether it's Ezekiel Elliott, Dak Prescott, goddamn it, Mike McCarthy is a head coach. Unless somebody takes this team and does something I think short of miraculous, I don't see us making a Super Bowl run. And I don't see us ending that streak of not getting to the NFC Championship um, since the '90s, unfortunately. But I do hope that you know at least it, it's it's a fun year for us, and I do think it will be as far as being around, hanging around, and being competitive, and at least playing meaningful games into 2023. But um, I, I want to thank both you guys. Um, these team previews have been fun this off season. We um, are live, guys. Back to our weekly episodes the first week of September. So we're going to take a couple weeks off here and then um the boys are back in town. Look for us maybe September 7th, maybe September 8th when the when the Rams and the Bills are playing to um get some content out for you. And we'll do a week one breakdown of the NFC East where um all four of our teams will play on Sunday, September 11th. It's the most wonderful time of the year, fellas, football season is here. Getting fired and uh, up. I can't wait. I can't wait.
2: Well, I just a real quick pop question yeah. now that we're going into the year. Okay. If you could pick any free agent out there right now to solve maybe one of your many issues, who would you pick up? Odell Beckham. Okay, yeah. splash he's a lot. You of know plash. who I'd pick up? Honestly, warm. You know how Rokon Smith? Yeah, Rokon uh, Smith he is in available. A second, bro. Great, in great, sec- great. Saw, point,
0: George. I saw. Th- there's been a lot of the uh, the local uh, radio stations talking about that and talking about possibly giving up to Ron Payne because they're both Ooh, in the yeah. they're both in the same boat. The only thing yep. that would make me nervous about that is that uh, that I think um, we lost too much of our depth at Duron Payne. Yeah, D line, but no, it's no longer strength in mean, a way.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Backers are biggest problem. Man. Yeah, that's, that's it's
0: going to be it's going to be a, it's gonna be a uh, kind of a I think like kind of just go along uh, all season. You know, they're just going to be playing hot hand at linebacker because David mm-hmm. Mayo's old. I mean. We've got some holes, obviously, but
2: no, for sure. For sure. Well, how about the cowboys? How about the cowboys?
1: <laughs> how about the commanders? How about the Eagles? How about the Giants? How about the NFC East Feast? The off-season is done. We will see you guys live with our week one breakdown, our season three premiere. Thank you as always for listening to the NFC East Feast.